opportunity is freaking coming, okay? We are headed for some economic pain in this country. Anybody tells you otherwise is naive, okay? I mean, the layoffs have been crazy. Facebook just laid off 10 or 11,000 people. Um, uh, Amazon just laid off 11,000 people. I mean, all the tech companies, big, big layoffs, obviously Twitter, but that's because of the changeover, but tons of layoffs happening right now, even, even in other industries. And so we're gonna have some pain in this country. Now, I'm not trying to scare you, I'm trying to get you excited because with crisis comes opportunity and there will be incredible opportunity, especially in the real estate space. So, you know, I would tell you, but, but even buying businesses or trading stocks or whatever, if you're working a job and you know, you want more out of life, this could be the greatest transfer of wealth in history. Some people are saying that, I mean, people as smart people like Elon Musk and, you know, love him or hate him. Donald Trump has said it's going to be really ugly. Jamie Dimon, the head of Chase Chase Bank, said it's going to be much big, severe depression is what he said. So, so you know, smarter people than me are saying it's going to be ugly, but the biggest money is made in a downturn. Everything's going on sale. Break free from modern day slavery. Live the freedom trinity of financial freedom. Time freedom. And location freedom. Live in true fulfillment with a foundation of growth and balance in health. Relationships. Spirituality. And having fun doing what you love most. Let us show you the way. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And today, my friends, we have a very special guest to talk to us about multifamily mastery and how to navigate through multifamily in 2023, Mr. Rod Cleef. Rod Cleef is an entrepreneur, real estate investor, multiple business owner, author, mentor, and community philanthropist who is passionate about business, life, success, and giving back. As one of the country's top real estate trainers, Rod has personally owned and managed over 2,000 properties. Rod is host of the top-ranked iTunes real estate podcast, which has been downloaded more than 13 million times, the lifetime cash flow through real estate investing podcast. Rod is the author of the number one best-selling book, How to Create Lifetime Cash Flow Through Multifamily Properties, considered to be an essential textbook for aspiring multifamily investors. Rod, Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, brother. Hey, good to see you, Bryce. Let's have some fun today, brother. Cool, man. Well, a place I always love to start. Rod, what is giving you the most gratitude today, mate? You know what? That's that's a perfect question because I literally just got off a Zoom call with a warrior, one of my students. They called them, call them warriors. And it literally just hung up like seconds ago. And he just wanted to thank me for changing his life. And I know this sounds like it's canned and planned and all that shit. It's not literally just, I recorded and I just sent an email to my team and I said, guys, we're changing lives. And I just wanted you to hear this guy. He wanted to thank us for us. And he almost died last year and, and he joined my program about a year ago. And now he's, he's, he's bought an apartment complex and he's building um, two more buildings on that complex. He's got a construction background and, uh, 
yeah, that that obviously gives me incredible gratitude. But uh, you know, I love what I do, man. I, I, I gratitude is the most foundational emotion that we have in our lives. It's the most important emotion we have in our lives. It you know lowers our blood pressure, strengthens our immune system. It's impossible to be fearful and angry, uh, fearful and and grateful at the same time. It's impossible to be angry and grateful at the same time. And so it's an awesome question to ask, Bryce. I appreciate it. Beautiful. Well, Rod, I'm sure most people listening to this podcast know who you already are, but for those who don't, can we wind back the clock right now, yeah. maybe even to childhood and talk yeah. about some experiences that happened that shaped you into the man you are today? Sure. Well, let me, let me go way back. I'm an immigrant. Uh, I was born in the Netherlands, you know, Holland, wooden shoes, windmills, great cheese, and immigrated <laughs> when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha. Um, and we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And we really didn't have much growing up. In fact, I remember, you know, um, uh, eating expired food because we shopped at an expired food store, you know, drinking powdered milk with our cereal in the morning, uh, which, you know, trust me, sounds better than it is, but it was cheaper than real milk. You know, wearing clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school till finally I got disgusted and lied about my age when I was 14 at Burger King so I could get a job uh, flipping burgers so I could buy my own clothes and then ultimately buy my own car. And, you know, I, I know people have had it harder than I did, but uh, and, and maybe have it harder now with the craziness that's happened. Lots of layoffs happening right now. Um but I knew I wanted more. And luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she became kind of, kind of an entrepreneur, no formal education. But uh, she invested in the stock market successfully, did IPOs. And she also invested in real estate. And her first real estate acquisition was the house right across the street from us when I was about 14. She paid about 30 grand for it. When I was 17, she told me she made $20,000 in her sleep that had gone up in value 20000 I was like, what? You made 20 grand, you didn't do anything? Screw college, I'm getting into real estate. So I got into real estate, um, you know, uh, living at home. My first year in real estate, I made about $8,000. Um, my second year, about 10 to 12,000. But my third year, I made over $100,000, which back in wow. 1980 was pretty good money. So what happened between year two and year three caused me to 10X my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy, you talked about childhood experiences. I met a guy that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how really your mindset and psychology is 80 to 90% of your success in anything. Uh, it, only 10 to 20% is the mechanical stuff we talk about on our podcast, Bryce. It's it's uh, you know, it's the do and it's the keep doing, it's the pushing through fear and limiting beliefs and getting uncomfortable um that that that's required to actually be a success in anything. And and so I learned that from him and I was dating his daughter. So I, I got a really, you know, intimate uh, um, a relationship and he really put me, took me under his wing. Um, and, you know, fast forward to today, I've owned, like you said, 2000 houses that I've rented long-term. I, I own th thousands of apartment units now. Um, you know, back in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might say, wow. And I said, Wow. And I got a head so big, I could barely fit it through a door. I thought I was a real estate God. And you know, when, when that happens, sometimes God of the universe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008 and nine. I lost everything. I lost $50 million in 2008 and nine. And, um, and so, you know, what I'm known for talking about on my podcast, by the way, we just broke 15 million downloads. You said 13. I need to update yeah, that bio. Man. Yeah. But uh, really proud of that. I, I a little bragging there, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm really proud. Uh, I for lost my train of thought where I was going with that. But uh, anyway, see, you, were you bring talking ego about into it. You get ego into it. You get you get derailed. Anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, you were talking about taking a hit back in 2008. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's hits. how I was able to recover. You know, a lot of people don't recover from losing that kind of money. I mean, people jumped off buildings back in the Great Depression for losing the same amount or less proportionately. And people even killed themselves in the 08, 09 crash. You know, so, so you know, mindset is what is what caused me to be able to, you know, push past that to get, you know, to get back to the success that I'm blessed to have today. And, you know, and, and for, you know, so I spend a lot of time talking about mindset on my podcast, at my boot camp, so on and so forth. For example, if you come to one of my boot camps, the first hour and a half is spent on doing goals. I call it goal setting on steroids because how do you get anything if you don't know what it is? I mean, you need to know what it is you want with clarity and you need to know why you want it. You need to create what Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, calls a, a burning desire. That's the only way you're going to be able to push through the fear and the limiting beliefs and the, you know, and, and get, get a little uncomfortable to create that life you want. And so, you know, it starts with knowing what you want. And, and, and so, like I say, I'm, I'm kind of known for that in the space. Uh, uh, and that's why my students are, you know, so incredibly successful. I've, I've, I've been formally teaching about five years. My students own somewhere between 110 and 120,000 units that we know of. Um, and uh, it's just extraordinary. I mean, I can show you on the wall behind me. There's some of the hundreds of thank you cards mm. I've gotten from students over the last few years. The whole green screen behind me, is, you can't see them all. The wall's covered with them. And, you know, that's why I love what I do. You talk about being grateful. I, I freaking love what I do. And it's why my wife puts up with me working on Sundays sometimes and, you know, doing whatever it takes to make it happen. So. So what kind of um, daily practices have you had since mm -hmm. your youth to keep that strong, you know, good positive question. mindset? Yeah, good question. Yeah, well, again, it starts with goals. Uh, and, you know, it's never about the goals, but you got to have them to create that, 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 you know, that, that push and uh, to, to be willing to grind for a few years, like most people won't so you can live the rest of your life, like most people can't. Right. And so, you know, some of my daily practices get I'm making sure I'm, I have a lot of clarity around what I want and, um, and knowing why I want it. Like I said, the why is the, even the bigger piece and my why is super strong. It's to, you know, take care of my family and my beautiful wife and, uh, and it's just to continue to add value to people. And, and again, that sounds like a sales pitch, but it's not. I really absolutely love what it is that, that we do. And, and so, um, and uh, I forgot the question. <laughs> daily practices. Oh, daily practice. Right, right. So every morning, every morning, one of the things that I do is I'll sit in this recliner. You can see behind a green screen. In fact, you can see my vision boards on the floor next to it. And, mm -hmm. and I'll just do gratitude. We talked about gratitude. Yes, that was your first question. And I'll just be grateful for my supermodel, beautiful wife. She's spectacularly beautiful uh, and more beautiful on the inside than the outside. And uh, we just celebrated our 13th anniversary and, and, you know, and, and I'm grateful for my kids. Um, and my coaching students and my foundation. So I'll just do gratitude just for a few minutes. And sometimes I'll do it in bed, but usually I'm in that chair. And then I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. And, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes I'll get emotional being grateful for things I don't even have yet. And I know I've lost, I'm sure I lost some of you analytical ones on that, but this is how I had 50 million to lose and how I got it back. Okay. So, you know, discounted at your peril is what I would tell you, because you can call it prayer. I call it manifestation, but, but you can call it whatever you want, but it works. And uh, you know, I've got pictures on the wall. Now the things that I want, I use vision boards. You know, I've got, I've got pictures in the back of my planner here. I can show you pictures that have been in here for literally 20 years and you know and the first pictures are my gratitude pictures because everything starts from gratitude so my kids are 30 and 27 as you can see these are pictures of my kids when they were young and um 
you know, then, then stuff that I wanted. I built this incredible house on the beach, you know, which was unthinkable when I lived in Denver, but, you know, I built this 8,000, I'm sorry, 10,000 square feet, $8 million home on the beach. And it looked just like this picture, which is crazy, really crazy. Cause it, mm -hmm. this is before I built it. This, I've had this in here, these in here for literally 22 years, these bottom pictures, I lost that house and all the craziness. You can see the white wall in those pictures there. Mm -hmm. The picture behind me, my green screen, see the white wall? That's my backyard. I have a compound now and, <laughs> and I've got six buildings and it's the same freaking white wall. Just crazy stuff like that, you know, and then stupid crap like watches. I've got a, a ton of watches. That's still, a, that's still a vice. I'll give you that. But even, you know, stupid stuff like cars. I mean, I've had the Lamborghinis and the Maseratis and the Rolls and the Bentleys, but all because I had pictures, you know, and um, so this is how I've done it. And I know this is really simple. And, and, and if all that stuff turns you off, fine, replace it with what you want, right? Replace it with what you want out of life. You know, uh, maybe it's travel, maybe it's homes in different places, whatever it is. And, uh, uh, and this is how it works. Now, um, uh, if you'll allow me, I'll meant if you allow me to mention, I've got a boot camp coming up in January. Um, it's virtual. Um, and I'll give your peeps a hell of a deal if they're interested. But even if they're not, I do a goal setting workshop every January 1st. I do one on New Year's Day this year. It's it's and I'll give you a, a place where you can go you can go do it. It's recorded. It's got a guide you can download. I'm not going to try to sell you anything, but if you go to rodslinks.com, that's my link tree and it's got down at the bottom is my goal setting workshop. It's video, it's got music and 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 so I'd highly encourage you, you know, even if you're not interested in multifamily, which is what I teach, to do the goal setting, do it with your spouse, you know, have your kids, if they're over 10 years old, do it because, you know, people spend more time planning a freaking birthday party than they do designing their lives. And this is designing your life. And so again, rodslinks.com. And if you're driving text links to seven, two, three, four, five, text links to seven, two, three, four, five, and we'll send you that email address, that, that, that uh, domain to download. There's a bunch of free resources there too, books and things like that. My bootcamp website is there uh, and my, my personal website and my podcast and all kinds of free stuff. If you're interested in multifamily real estate, and I tell you, let me just say this while I'm on a roll here, opportunity is freaking coming. Okay. We are headed for some economic pain in this country. Anybody tells you otherwise is naive. Okay. I mean, the layoffs have been crazy. Facebook just laid off 10 or 11,000 people. Um, uh, Amazon just laid off 11,000 people. I mean, all the tech companies, big, big layoffs, obviously Twitter, but that's because of the changeover, but tons of layoffs happening right now, even, even in other industries. And so we're going to have some pain in this country. Now I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to get you excited. Because with crisis comes opportunity, and there will be incredible opportunity, especially in the real estate space. So, you know, I would tell you, but but even buying businesses or trading stocks or whatever, if you're working a job and you know you want more out of life, this could be the greatest transfer of wealth in history. Some people are saying that. I mean, people as smart people like Elon Musk and you know, love him or hate him, Donald Trump has said it's going to be really ugly. Jamie Dimon, the head of Chase Chase Bank, said it's going to be much big, severe depression is what he said. So, so you know, smarter people than me are saying it's going to be ugly, but the biggest money is made in a downturn. Everything's going on sale. So if you're thinking you might want to do real estate, for God's sakes, come to one of my boot camps, but do it soon because, you know, once we're in the thick of it, it's going to be too late. But if you want to learn, you know, buying businesses, learn it now. You want to learn trading stocks, learn it now. Don't wait because, 
you know, if I hadn't been hiding under a rock, Bryce, in 2008 and nine, you know, licking my wounds, I'd be on the back of a 300 foot yacht right now because big money was made after that crash. And some people are saying this one's going to be bigger. Now, you know, even if it's not, it will still be ugly and there will be opportunity. So, you know, I believe, uh, and I'm pretty bearish. I think it's going to be uglier than people think. Um, and so, you know, but if 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 you're prudent and you get you know you get access to cash or you know save your money like I'm saving my money right now and I'm in a lot of cash and and I've got access to cash with 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 uh, you know my platforms um, you know the cash will be king in a crisis so you want to conserve your cash and and you know align with people maybe tell people that you. Uh, that you know that you're going to take advantage of it when you know when the quote unquote blood is running in the streets because there'll be fantastic opportunities. In fact, if you listen to my podcast, if you listen to the people that own five, six, seven thousand units, um, you start to hear a pattern. Most of the men and women, most of them started in 08, 09, 10, I'm sorry, 09, 10, 11, and 12. Mm -hmm. That's what we call a clue. Okay. And so, um, you know, I think we're going to have some, you, you, you wanted to talk about the market a little bit, Bryce, and I think we're going to have some incredible opportunities across sectors. I mean, you know, to, but, you know, you want to pick what you'd love doing, learn it right now. That's the only thing I want to tell you, uh, have urgency because, uh, you know, there, you've got to develop relationships, learn the technical sides of things. And do you mind if I mentioned a book, just plug the bootcamp for 30 seconds here? Is that all right? Bryce? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. So I've got, it's a virtual bootcamp. It's two days. It's drinking through a fire hose. I'm going to tell you that. It's not like I'm going to tease you with stuff. You're going to, it's drinking through a freaking fire hose. I've had thousands of people attend it and I never had a complaint other than the breaks are too short because I do 15 minute breaks every couple hours. Trust me, they're harder on me than they are on you because I got to eat and pee and everything else in 15 minutes. But the point is, it's, it's drinking through a fire hose about this business and you can come for 97 bucks. That's what the price is right now. Uh, and, 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 and it's nothing being sold there either. I don't sell anything there. So it's two full days of training for 97 bucks about this business. So if you have any interest in this business, for God's sakes, get your butt there. I promise you'll be glad you came. In fact, if you come and you don't love it, I don't mean like it. I mean, love it. I'll give you your, your money back. Uh, I've never, it's never happened, but you know, it's first time for everything, but I've had thousands of people come. And if you, so, so to go to, it's on Rod's links, you can go there, or you can just text my name, Rod, to 72345, and you'll get the, uh, you'll get the, the website, it'll be multifamilybootcamp.com. Uh, but again, if you go to Rod's links, there's a bunch of free stuff there, including the bootcamp website. Now, if the price, the price will go up to about 400 bucks. If it's gone up, if you just let me just DM me on any social channel and let me know that you heard me on Bryce's podcast here, I'll get you a code to come for that 97 bucks. So don't sweat it. You can come for 97, even if the price has gone up, but uh, it's every aspect of this business, you know, from picking a team and picking a market to evaluating a deal, financing the deal, raising all the money you need for your deal, uh, underwriting it, managing it. And of course I spend time on mindset. So you actually take action with what you learn. And so it's a lot of fun. I, I, I love doing them. It's January 21st and 22nd and it's virtual. So you can do it on your laptop and your underwear, you know, whatever. Um, so uh, again, just text ROD to 72345 or go to ROD's links. And again, if the price has gone up, just DM me on any social. We're very, very active. And if you've got a question, by the way, if you go to ROD's links, all my social stuff is there and you can connect with me on any social channel and I answer every question. So if you've got a question, feel free to ask.
Um, Beautiful. So, and we're yeah. going to have links to all of these things in the show notes as Thank well. You, so you can click on the links and go for it there. Um, once again, to get Rod's goal setting uh, wisdom and mm -hmm. also the discounted price, the upcoming awesome multifamily mastery boot camp on July 21st and 22nd. I took a boot camp like that on mobile home park investing. And then three months later, put my first mobile home park on a contract. Two and a half years later, became financially free. So this stuff mm. works. This mm. is how this is how we do it. And I know that you've had a lot of success stories from your warriors that are really Thank crushing you. it and, and doing big things. So that's awesome. Thanks. So mate, um, a lot of different rabbit holes that we could go down here. Um, you were talking about liquidity before. Now, mm -hmm blood on the streets is coming uh, from the research I've been doing. I agree with you. I actually think it's going to be the biggest and most monumental blood on the streets that any of us have seen in our lifetime. I think so and too. One of my mentors, Dr. Uh, John Demartini lets us know that we live in a world full of 50% positive and 50% negative. And the, and the universe is always balancing itself out all the mm -hmm. way down to the most micro atom up to the biggest in the universe. So that means that if this is going to be the biggest crash of our lifetime it's also simultaneously going to be the biggest opportunity of our lifetime and a right. lot of people want to be sitting on the sidelines cashed up ready to go but there's a little bit of fear of where we or or, or have money. access or have access to cash not just cashed up if you don't have the money yourself you can raise the money okay so so please know that sorry to interrupt buddy but i just want to make sure it doesn't have to be your own money yes yes these deals take money but it doesn't have to be your own money okay so sorry i interrupted you brother so absolutely. I mean, capital raising is something that I specialize in. I really right. love that. That's that's massive. For those who are looking to places for them to store their liquidity, some people are really concerned about keeping it in banks right now. Um, have you got a two cents on, you know, where to store liquidity and some yeah. good best practices around that? Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, I, I, you know, some people will do a line of credit, you know, a home equity line of credit. Um, but I will tell you in 2008 and 2009, if you had your bank account at the same bank that you had the line of credit, they actually clawed money back out of bank accounts to pay down lines of credit. The banks did this. This is in the bank agreement. So if you do do a line of credit, put the money in another bank. Now, can you have your money in a bank? Listen, if you don't have over 200000 it is insured by the federal government. So unless you think it's, I can't imagine that the FDIC would would fail. So you know, just don't go over 200,000 per bank account. Now you can have multiple bank accounts, different LLCs. You can have one in your name, your spouse's name, whatever. And, and each one of those accounts has the $200,000 limit, but I wouldn't worry about not putting money in the bank. Um, but, um, but, you know, again, I would be talking it up. And this is one of the big things I teach at my boot camp is, is pre-framing people, you know, friends, family, and, and potential investors with the fact that, yeah, we're getting ready because it's coming and there's going to be screaming deals. And this is, like I said, this is why it's so important to get up to speed, but, but it doesn't have to be your money. It can be, I mean, I've just raised 19 million on a deal we closed a month ago. And so, you know, and, and frankly, I don't have a dime of my own money in that deal. Uh, so, um, that's not uncommon and that's not uncommon, you know, for people that, that, that I teach as well. And, and, you know, uh, you can, you can put together a general partnership, a, a, you know, like a syndication with the general partners, limited partners. And as long as you bring somebody in on the general partnership side to share in the deal and maybe bring some of their own money in, then you've got money in that side of the deal and limited partners like to see that. And then like this, uh, 
deal I just closed. I don't know. I think we had about a million and a half, just as from memory, don't hold me on this, but about a million and a half of the general partnership money in the deal, but it wasn't mine. It was from people I brought in. And, uh, you know, and these larger deals like I do, that was a 150 unit property. And, and uh, most of my, that I do are larger than that, but, but, you know, the deal gets carved up and, and, um, but, you know, I don't want to intimidate you, you know, you can raise money for a fourplex. Okay. You can raise money for a 10 unit. Okay. And so, uh, and, and you can join venture deals. And when I was in my twenties, I, I bought, you know, literally millions of dollars worth of property, 50, 50 with partners. They, they signed on the debt. I did all the work. I found the deals. I fixed them up. I managed them and, and, and they put up the money and we split them 50, 50 and everybody was happy because they, it was a, mostly an armchair investment for them. Now it was a joint venture because they signed on the debt, uh, if you if you take money from somebody and they're completely passive, you have to syndicate. Um, but um, you know, but I teach all that at the boot camp as well. Okay, all, all of these strategies I teach there. And in fact, I have a syndication an SEC attorney teach that piece. I teach just about everything else except the finance piece. I have a I have a loan broker come teach the financing, and I have an SEC attorney teach the syndication. But you know, and listen, it's drinking through a fire hose and it's a little intimidating at first but how do you eat a whale right one bite at a time and and everybody if you're brand new to this or to anything frankly everybody started out as an amateur in fact that's one of the books i give uh, my my students if they join my coaching program and again i don't sell anything at that boot camp but if you decide you're interested in my coaching program you'll get gifts from me my love language is gifts and one of them is a book called turning pro by a guy named stephen pressman and it's about, you know, stop being an amateur and become a professional. But everybody was at one time an amateur. So don't be intimidated by any any of this. And if it's not real estate, whatever you decide to go do, but just go apply yourself, learn it, wallow in it, but do it, but 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 love it. Like at least like it to start and learn to love it because life's too short not to do what you don't enjoy. And when people come and take your course, they're going to learn mm -hmm. so much wisdom. But when they're really going to learn is when they're doing that first deal That's That's and they got someone like you looking over their shoulder That's to make it. sure they're doing it properly. And um, so you got to get out there and take action. First part being go out and take a course. So well, how, it doesn't have how to be mine. It doesn't have to be mine. Listen, okay. I don't get rich at 97 bucks a pop. Okay. But go learn it. I don't care if it's from me, go learn, but don't wait. That's the thing. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. You know, unfortunately, uh, if there's 5,000 people listening to this, probably only 500 will take action. And that's sad. Mm -hmm. Don't be in that other 4,500 group, take action, start educating yourself, start learning some of some sort of a side hustle so you can capitalize on what's coming. Don't be here three years from now saying, damn, I wish I'd have done it. You know, don't be that person. Life's too short. Yeah. And when this actually goes down, whatever position we've put ourselves in, that's what we've got to work with. Yeah. You know, it'll, there'll be yeah. a point where we can't go back and wind back the clock and change our circumstances. We've just got what we've got. Right. Um, and that time is coming up sooner than later, I believe. So right now we're seeing a lot of multifamily operators go out there. They're putting a high bid offers in the, the numbers, I believe are so tight on some of these. They've deals. overpaid. I'm really, I'm really concerned overpaid. on what's going to yeah. happen. So how are you know, navigating through this in today's current environment? Yeah, no. Well, first of all, I'm telling my students and myself to be very conservative, not aggressive right now. Now is not a time to be aggressive. Okay. You need to know what your, your economic break even is. You need to have significant operating reserves that you raise. We do six months worth of expenses minimum on a deal that we hold us, you know, just in case the, you know, what hits the fan mm -hmm. fund and, and, you know, and you've got to be very conservative in your 
ultimate liquidation events, you know, what you, if you're going to sell the property or refinance it, you need to be conservative in what that interest rate's going to be and what that exit cap rate's going to be, which is a measurement of value. And so you've got to be very conservative with both those calculations when you're when you're doing your numbers. And and so um, you know, it's just time to be conservative. But there are deals there. I mean, like I say, I just closed on this screaming deal in Nashville. Um, and uh, you know, 60% loan to value loan, 10-year fixed debt. Um, you know, and and fantastic returns for our investors, so double-digit returns. And so, you know, they're out there, but you got to, you know, you're still kissing quite a few frogs to find them, but that's going to change, Bryce. Uh, I think within about a year, finding the deals isn't going to be the issue. It's going to be finding the money, which is why I led with that. Folk, you know, talk to people, tell them you're getting excited to do deals. Once the, you know, the the things really get ugly, there'll be exponential opportunities and and I think the access to cash is going to be a bigger deal than finding the deals. Over the last couple of years, it's been finding the deals. Now, here's the thing I want to tell you. Warren Buffett has a famous quote, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. Well, I'm going to tell you the last few years has been a lot of greed and there have been new operators that have overpaid. They've gotten onerous debt, bridge debt that they should have got, shouldn't have gone with. They did it to get higher loan to values and they, they, they pushed the envelope. And I, we're going to see some real pain, especially in the bridge debt market. Even if it's a mild recession, there's going to be pain there. And um, so, you know, um, but if you're out there looking at deals and evaluating deals right now, you're going to stumble across stuff. And, and, but again, I, I really believe it's going to floodgates are going to open here before too long and there'll be a lot more deals. Um, you know, everything's, you know, there are people that have to sell right now up to this point, it's been the people that want to sell. But anyway, I'm sorry, but I, I, I knew I was going somewhere with that um, uh, Warren Buffett's quote, you know, be fearful when others are greedy, a lot of greed the last few years. Well, there's going to be fear coming, okay, F through layoffs, through economic uncertainty. You know, I saw some of the Black Friday numbers, and there were, uh, you know, there were uh, a lot of uh, uh, stores that had empty parking lots, you know, and so um, big, big stores, Target and whatnot. So people are already slowing down their spending. I think inflation is going to continue, and they're going to have to continue to raise the rates through next year. But, um, you know, so there'll be fear. And so again, that second part of that quote, be greedy when others are fearful. There you go. There's another saying that uh, Warren Buffett's got that only dead fish go with the flow. That's and a good one. That's a good one. I, I think that just applies to so many things, you know, the way if, if everybody else is doing it, the way they're doing it, it's probably not the way to do it. <laughs> right. Right. So, right, so right. what's your gut telling you? As far as timing goes, I know like any of us, as soon as we start to like guess on timing, we're going to get no, wrong I, eventually. I, I, I'd be, you, what are you preparing yourself guess. for? What are you preparing I wouldn't even want to guess. For? I wouldn't even want to guess, buddy. I, I mean, if it's really ugly, uh, you know, Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad says it's going to be huge uh, depression. I mean, big time, big time, mm -hmm. not a recession, depression. I mean, who knows, man, I, how bad it could get. Um, you know, the world is in a volatile place. We won't, we won't go down the political rabbit hole, but there's a lot of stupidity going on in that arena right now. And so, you know, uh, it, it really just, it just depends on if there's going to be a catalyst to make it worse. If there, you know, we get go into some conflict, you know, we keep pushing that button over there in Ukraine and Russia. And again, we could go all the way down these rabbit holes, but I, I, that's a crystal ball thing. All I know is I'm getting in cash. I'm, I'm talking to my investors. I'm getting them lined out. I'm getting my team lined up. I'm, I'm just, I'm adding new people to my team to get ready to capitalize on what I believe is coming. And so, um, you know, my markets are the pretty much the Sun Belt. Um, everything's south of the 
you know, south of the middle of the country is 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 our market with some with just a few exceptions. But uh, you know, I've got assets in I don't know, seven or eight states right now. Um, so yeah. Beautiful, mate. So, uh, what is your what are your thoughts on freedom? What would how would you describe the ultimate freedom lifestyle? Well, being whatever, being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want, wherever you want. You know that to me is the ultimate freedom: um, time freedom, financial freedom. Um, you know, and and being able to spend time more time. And, and I'll be candid. I this is something I'm looking at through these glasses, these glasses right now, lifestyle glasses right now. In fact, I'm going to get a second place on the east coast of Florida. Um, my wife and I decided we're going to get a condo over there because we enjoy that energy over there on the you know the Miami area, for example, a lot younger crowd. I live in Sarasota, and there's a joke, you know, that old people live in Tampa. And their parents live in Sarasota. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a beautiful place, but it's slow. Oh my God, is it mm -hmm. slow? So we're we'll probably my, you know, my wife's quite a bit younger than I am, and I'm young at heart. So we really enjoy that energy over there. But I'm looking through lifestyle as well. But that's that's really what freedom is. It's able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want, bring whoever you want, you know, wherever you want. So, you know, all of that uh is is freedom to me. And you know, it's different for different people, though. You know, different people have different um answers to that question but that's it for me what's got you most um i don't like to use the word scared because you don't seem like a fearful guy but what's got you the most like apprehensive well, over the next 12 months yeah no no i will tell you something i'm dragging around this bag of of memory from losing 50 million dollars okay which i gotta tell you it sucked okay i mean i thought i was set for life i had 800 houses i had multiple apartment complexes and i thought i was set for life and i and by the way i was not over leveraged every i get that when i, I get hate online sometimes like oh yeah you borrowed too much money no i was at a 30 percent loan to value and i still crashed and burned mm -hmm. and here's why um, I had 800 houses, you know, two hours north of me, two hours south of me and everywhere in between. And it was just logistically difficult to handle. Houses are much harder to cash flow than, you know, like mobile home parks or apartment complexes, you know, because you've got economies of scale. For example, if I sense a maintenance guy to one of my apartment complexes, everything's the same. So we can stockpile parts and they're in and out in an hour, right? Well, if I had to send someone, a maintenance guy to, you know, one of my houses, They've got to go see what's wrong. Then they got to find it could be an hour, hour and a half just to get there one way. Then they've got to find a Home Depot or a Lowe's and buy parts. And what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of these 800 houses. And these were C-class houses. So a lot more maintenance, a tougher demographic. They're harder on them. And um, and so a lot of maintenance, the maintenance really killed me. And Florida has no state income tax. So property taxes are higher. I had properties in wind and flood zones, which <laughs> we just had the hurricane hit here. I had $800,000 mm. of damage to my compound. But, uh, um, but you know, so insurance is higher. And so, um, you know, so that killed, all that kills cash flow. But uh, like I said, the coup de gras was was uh, the the maintenance, and and then you know I didn't pay attention to tenant demographics back then. If they had good credit and they had a you know made in money and they hadn't been evicted, I let them rent. Well, I discovered later that a lot of my tenants were contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, fell off a freaking cliff in two thousand nine, and so they didn't have work, and so it was like the perfect storm. And then you want to hear something crazy? I was at a thirty percent loan to value in two thousand six and seven. I went upside down. That's how much it dropped in value. Uh, so it dropped more than 70% in, in this part of Florida. It was, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm done. Throw in the towel. I hated it because I'd love to have those 800 houses now, but it is what it is. So. 
And then on the flip side of that coin, what's got you most excited about the next 12 months? So that, so you asked me what was most apprehensive. I, you know, I'm apprehensive about what's happening politically, what's happening, um, you know, globally. Um, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happening, man. I mean, crazy, crazy stuff, uh, like like some what appear to be some really nefarious influences in this country. And it's it's scary. And again, we won't go down that rabbit hole. I don't want to get into the detail of that. But you know, I feel pretty strongly about it. Now, what's got me excited? Again, if I hadn't been hiding under a rock in 2009 and 10, I'd be on the back of a 300 foot yacht because the most money is made in a downturn. Exponential money is made in a downturn. So I'm getting excited about that. I mean, I hate it because people are going to, there's going to be suffering and there's going to be people that hurt, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to push forward with integrity and, and, and do it the right way and, 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 uh, you know, uh, try to, add value, but, but also, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that I believe are coming. Yeah. And in those situations, there's a whole bunch of people that are in need, people that have their hand out, people who need help. But on the flip side of the coin, there's a, there's a handful of people that are going to be there helping people, being the ones that can put the hand out to help people and make that change. And I think that's a really, really cool position to be in. And I think that's a good question for our freedom hackers to ask themselves, what side do they want to be on? Do you want to have your hand out or do you want to be helping people out? And um, that's the position I know you're putting yourself I, in. I'd, lo I'd love to speak to that. You know, whatever you want, you give. You want happiness, you give. Ha you smile, you give happiness. You want love, you give love. You want money, you give up your time or money. I'll give you an example of this. Yeah, I told you about that house I built on the beach, okay? It took me 20 years to build that house. And, um, you know, I'm just to describe it a little more. So it was 10,000 square feet. I, I owned the beach on one side. And I owned, uh, I had, uh, it was a Gulf to Bay. It was like a slice through an island. I had my boat lifts on the backside, okay? Um, and this house is spectacular. Giant waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. Um, you had to walk through the pool to get, uh, sorry, through the waterfall to get to the pool. Pool was in magazines. It was spectacular. Um, big spiral staircase up to the middle of the house, wine cellar, elevator, you know. Um, on the second floor, I had aquariums built around the staircase that cost me almost 200 grand. So this gives you an idea of the house. Two months after I moved in, now I've worked for this thing for 20 years. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. My family's inside sleeping. The pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. And I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. It was to prove to the world I was good enough. And I, when I look in, in a mirror, that's what I realized I was doing. And, and I'm looking up at this magnificent home and I got depressed. And I don't mean a little depressed. I mean, I got really depressed. And I'm like, what the hell? How could I be depressed when I've got a beautiful family? I've got, I had the Maserati and the Mercedes and the boats and the jet skis and the, this incredible home. And when I look back on it, there were several things going on, Bryce. One was, first of all, and this ties into goals, you should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. Because, you know, with like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for the future, right? And I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do next. But the other thing is, it's never about the goals. You need them to create that burning desire and push through fear and limiting beliefs and so on and so forth. But it's, 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 it's never about the goals. Happiness comes from progress and growth. And so if you do my goal setting workshop, the last 15 minutes is a goal setting, I'm sorry, is a weekly planning process that I teach. And it's very powerful. It's how I manage two big companies at the same time. And, uh, and, uh, and one of the pieces in that, in that planning process is to celebrate what you got done the previous week, mm. pat yourself on the back, even mm. if it's a small thing, because you're going to have setbacks, you're going to have failures, but if you're progressing, you'll be happy. So that was the second thing. But the third thing, 
you know, I'll give you a quick backstory on this. You know, you asked about childhood experiences. Um, you know, I got picked on in school because I didn't speak English. I found out what bullies were. And then my mom, proud Dutch woman that she is, thought it'd be a great idea to send me to school in wooden shoes and those mm. leather shorts the Germans wear for Oktoberfest. So I got my ass kicked again. And then, you know, some of them lived on my street and, and, and they chased me home and she chased them off with a fly swatter. So the next day I got my butt kicked again. And so, again, I came up with this belief that I wasn't good enough. And I used to ask myself, how can I show them I'm good enough? Again, which is why I built that house and tried to prove them I was good enough. But, you know, a lot of people have these limiting beliefs. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. Another one of mine was I'm not analytical enough. And, you know, there's a reason that the acronym for belief systems is BS because 99.9% .9 of them are BS, but we believe they're real. And that's why you got to have those goals. And, um, but anyway, so, you know, I, the third thing when I was depressed in my pool was, I realized that I was totally focused on me. It was all rod, 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 show the world I'm good enough. And this ties into what you were just asking me about. It's a long answer, but, but it, you know, I think that's, it adds value. And, and so that's the year I went and saw Tony Robbins because I went and bought mm -hmm. some books and one of them was his. And I'm like, man, I really like this book. And so I went and saw him live. This is 22 years ago. And I found out that he fed families for the holidays. And I'm like, mm. you know, what a concept, do something for someone else. And I'm embarrassed to say I had to be, you know, 40 to get that memo. But I, I came home and I called my brother in Denver. I said, bro, let's feed five families for Thanksgiving because I was flying to Denver for Thanksgiving. And so he called his church and he found some families that really needed help with kids. And we went, had a lot of fun buying all the food and the frozen turkeys and all that stuff. And and the third family changed my life. You know, we we had bought toys for the kids if they had them. And she comes out and she sees this food on the porch, this woman with five kids, a Hispanic woman in this crappy one bedroom, but she's in there with five kids. She sees this stuff and she starts crying. And her kids come out and two of the older ones start crying. And then I start crying and I'm freaking hooked. And I'm blessed to say, Bryce, in the last, you know, 22 years, we've fed approximately 130,000 children here in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida. And we've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local children that, you know, that don't have the basic supplies for school. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to local police departments for their officers to keep in vehicles if they encounter a child, you know, that's been traumatized. And I don't say this to, to brag. And, and those of you listening might be like, oh, yeah, well, you had money. You could do that. No, I, if you're sitting here listening to this, and you got blood dripping from your teeth and you know you want something more out of life. Listen up, because, see, we've been taught to achieve to be happy. Like we shouldn't be happy until we've achieved. I'm going to tell you, if you find something to give back to, you'll be happily achieving. And I know it's a play on words, but it's an important one. See, Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement is a science. You want to learn multifamily? Come to my freaking boot camp. I'll give you the blueprint and the map. You just got to go do it. Okay. It's a science. It's, it's, there's no, there's a proven formula. You just have to do it. But fulfillment is an art. Okay, so achievement's a science, fulfillment is an art, and uh, you got to figure out what juices you. For me, it's kids. You know, maybe for you, it's the environment. Maybe it's animals. Maybe it's the elderly. Whatever it is, give back right freaking now. I don't care. If you don't have money, give of your time. Why? Because not only will you be happily achieving, but you'll achieve the success faster. The money will come faster. Now, you don't do it for that reason, but that's just the way God, the universe, whatever you believe works. So I want to leave you with that. Give, give, give back. Okay, super important. And that's um, the law of reciprocity. To give, yes, we must is. receive. And to receive, we must give. Whatever you want, you give and you get. That's it. Including I, money. That's beautiful, And, and you can give up your time to get it. And so, yeah. Well, thank you, man. So many golden yeah. nuggets. I love thank it. You.
Absolutely awesome. For our Freedom Hackers, check out the show notes where you can click on the links, get access to the goal setting course, Rod's upcoming multifamily mastery virtual course, and uh, make sure you take action on that one. So before we take off here, Rod, any final thoughts, mate? No, just just don't be in the same place you are a year from now unless you freaking love where you are right now. That's the only thing I would tell you. Take action. Don't sit on the sidelines. Don't be an observer. This is your life. This is not a dress rehearsal. So again, pick a, pick a side hustle. Go grind for a few years like most people won't. You live the rest of your life like most people can't. It's all it takes. Uh, and, and, but you got to go do it and, and don't be scared of it. Just go take that first step. Sometimes that first step is the scariest one. It can be the biggest step of your life, but go do it. Life's too short. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much. And Rod, thank it's been you, an absolute brother. pleasure to have you here. You're authentic, you're passionate, wealth, thank wisdom. You. It's been an absolute pleasure. And for all of our freedom hackers until next week, live large, live free. G'day, this is Bryce Robertson. I'm your host here at Freedom Hack Radio, and I truly, truly hope that you got a ton of value out of the episode that we just shared with you. And if you did, make sure to subscribe on your YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite podcasting platform. Hit the notification button so you can find out about the next episodes as they come out. Because if you haven't achieved financial time and location freedom, you really need to be dialed in here. So make sure to subscribe and follow us along as you grow on your path to financial time and location freedom here at Freedom Hack Radio.